Podcast. What's up, college lacrosse fans? You are watching another episode of the Lax Factor Podcast. I am your host, Ted Hoost. Today, we are going to talk about the big news that hit the other day. Uh, Joey Spalina, five-star attackman out of Mount Sinai, number one recruit in the 2020 cla- 2022 class by Inside Lacrosse, has chosen Syracuse. Uh, as his uh, destination for college. He is also uh, stated that he will be wearing the number 22 while at Syracuse. So Scanlon will vacate that number, enter Joey Spalina, um, and he, he'll be he'll be taking that on. Uh, uh, to get a little deeper into this whole thing and why this is such a big deal for Syracuse fans, a lot of you Syracuse fans have been calling for the head of John Desco for a while. Needed to be fired, recruiting's hit the tank, we're never going to win again. I've never been on the Fire John Desco camp because they have done amazingly well over the last 10 years during the regular season. They're one of the most dominant teams in college lacrosse during the regular season. Over the last six six to 10 years, say, they've been the number one seed in the tournament once, the number two seed in the tournament. Um, they've had a number of three, four seeds. Syracuse's problem has not been that they're not winning and that they're not like ripping through the regular season and still getting huge wins against big teams. They've been owning Duke. Um, who's the team of the last decade, and Syracuse has owned them the last three years. Syracuse's problems have come in the playoffs. They're making the playoffs, they're getting high seeds in the playoffs, and they're just losing their first or second round games. They're not, just not advancing as they normally would to keep the, the Q's faithful happy, making it to Final Fours. So, enter Chase Scanlon. In a year where Syracuse's recruiting was looking terrible, Chase Scanlon comes in and decides, hey, I'm transferring from Loyola after my freshman All-American year, and I'm going to wear the deuce-deuce. That that saved that recruiting class, and in 2020, it looked like Syracuse was on pace to get a high seed again, uh, and hopefully, you know, maybe this was the year, 2020 would have been the year they could have advanced a little more. We're never going to know now, but... Coming into this season, and and the only thing I've ever been um, critical of the Syracuse coaching staff over the last 10 years of has been the recruiting hasn't been up to par. It's not what we're used to. We're used to every year having that one new guy or every two years having that new guy that's going to come in and be a big cat. And we've had some guys that have come in and panned out big time. I think a Tromboli. We you know, started as a freshman. I was pumped about him as a freshman, did big things as a freshman, and did through his whole career. We're talking about the other midfielders, Dordovic, Curry. Uh, the attack, I, I love Solomon. Rafis has kind of struggled, but he's been solid. I mean, we have, we've had a really good core, and we've had a lot of guys that have developed into incredible players, All-American caliber players. They haven't been getting just those guaranteed, this guy's going to be a four-time All-American, a Joey Epstein, if you will. And it would have been nice if we would have landed Chase Scanlon as a freshman instead of having him go to Loyola first and then transfer and after either way even going into this season everyone's kind of looking like ooh, we got these weird recruiting rules guys can't coaches can't talk to players we don't know what's going to happen well Spalina I believe it was yesterday Wednesday I don't even know what day it is right now Tuesday Spalina announced that he I guess a lot of people already knew it Spalina's been you know anyone who knows Spalina says that he has been talking about going to Syracuse and wearing the deuce deuce since he was a kid and But he did announce five-star attackman out of Mount Sinai. Joey Spalina, the number one player in his class, uh, has announced he is going to be rocking Syracuse. Been sticking BTBs since he was two. Uh, he'll be rocking the number 22 as well, as he noted. And I think that pretty much means uh, Scanlon vacates the number. Spalina takes it over. The kid's a total game changer. If you watch his highlight tape, he's strong. He's got a good center of gravity. 
but not small. He he dodges like a big guy, even though he's still quick, fleet of foot. His stick skills are off the charts. Lyle Thompson level sticks. I mean, the dude just sticks behind the backs, underhand behind the backs, backhands, you name it. You put him out front of the cage with any angle, he's going to be able to get shots off. Kid's been dreaming about playing at Syracuse since he was, you know, since he was young. And that's why I like guys like Trimboli. I've talked to Trimboli's dad a lot. I talked to Trimboli, and that was one of the things Trimboli's dad had said. He, he got a lot of attention from other schools. In Trimboli's case, the only place he wanted to play was Syracuse. That's where he ends up. And I like it when you get guys that, that this is their dream and they're living their dream because you know those guys are going to work hard. It proved to be true in Trimboli's case. I think it's going to prove to be true. In Spelina's case as well, um, what what more can you say? The kid the kid should be as close to a guaranteed real deal success as as you're going to get. He's he he is that good. He's been that good for a long time. This kid, you you pop him in his club team, and he's the youngest kid on the club team, still ripping shit up like crazy. So a lot of reason to be excited about this Joey Spelina announcement. But that's not all. We also have Carter Kempney. Five-star mid out of Carthage, who's a big pickup, can do everything, has a cannon, can dodge, especially as a downhill dodger, plays well between the boxes, can play defense, and even if he doesn't earn time on the field as a rookie, the fact that he's such an athlete, that he's good in transition, uh, he probably would find time at the defensive midfield. But I think this is one of those kids that, he like a Tromboli, he's getting time most likely offensively as a freshman. Five-star mid. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen a couple of people compare him to like a Costabile type player. I'm not sure he has that size. Maybe a Docs Aiken. Either way, insane pickup. The kid's great. Another 2020 player out of Carthage, and and obviously he Carthage is a is a famous in Q's lore because we got the Powells um, from Carthage. Carthage is famous in Salisbury State lore or Salisbury lore now because of. Uh, uh, Kaufman. Kaufman was also from Carthage. He was a little older than Casey Powell, I think, or maybe he was about the same age as Casey Powell. I can't remember, but Kempney, a huge pickup. And then we get a four-star goalie out of the New Hampton school, uh, 2022 kid, uh, Jimmy McCool. Now that is one of the McCoolest names, I think, in the lacrosse world here at this point. It isn't like a Rambo cool um, but Jimmy McCool or like a Xander, like, you know, who was it? Xander Dix or whatever his name was. I can't even remember what his name was now. Uh, but Jimmy McCool, four-star goalie out of the New Hampton school, has all the intangibles, big kid, smart, good hands from all accounts I've heard, is capable of hopping in cage and changing a game. Um, so that's a good that's a good pickup also. And then we got this Vinny, I don't even know how to pronounce the kid's last name, Trulio, tru, 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 Truio. Whatever this kid's name is, Vinny, four-star, uh, short stick D-mid. And, and, and actually, uh, I believe, let me see here. I got a quote, I think, from uh, Ty Zanders. Yeah, Ty Zanders says, of this Vinny kid, four-star, short stick D-mid out of St. John's College High School, another 2022 kid. Uh, Zanders says he's likely the best pure D-midi in the class right now. Trulio, or whatever, however we pronounce that, is a gritty playmaker who constantly provides a spark. So that's another big one. We got Zach Mercado. The, the list goes on in terms of who Syracuse is bringing in to rock campus uh, that 2023 season. All these 2022s were huge. So the arms race has begun. I believe I just saw that, that, that UVA landed the number three kid in the 2022 class. I'm sure Duke's going to land two of the top 10. So the arms race is, is on. It's real. Uh, it seems that the ACC are snacking or are, are just, you know, nabbing up these players left and right. Um, we're not seeing the big 10 grab the guys that they were uh, another 
rumor here is that Petro's kid, what's his name? Is his name Dom? Dom Petro? Can't can't picture it either. And I just call him Petro. I don't call him Petromala because that's not their name to me. Uh, but what I've heard, I've heard rumblings that Petro's kid may even uh, end up at Syracuse, which would be ridiculous if he did. Apparently he was all in. And I don't know any of this. I'm just going by what people are telling me in Facebook chats. Um, apparently he was all in for Hopkins, obviously, until the, the his father was let go. And now he's opened up his options, and apparently Syracuse is on the radar. Some were even thinking he might announce it as early as like yesterday or today. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any truth to that, because I believe if he's not the number, yeah, he might be the number two kid in that class. Either way, he's another highly ranked, uh, highly rated kid in that class. I think he was a top ten. So if Syracuse lands him, they land um, uh, uh, Spalina, uh, they land the Kempney kid. I mean, that's three three guys that should be contributing as freshmen right off the bat on top of the guys you already have filling in uh, behind them. So good news for Syracuse as a whole. And uh, I hope it's all true. I hope that we do land Petro's kid also. And, uh, you know, we have reason to be excited for this upcoming season. We have reason to be excited in the following 2022 season. So looking, um, we are looking ahead here at the, at these classes and a lot of Maryland fans, <clears throat> Lemp, um, will complain and they're going to say that we, uh, us Syracuse fans, count our chickens before they hatch, blah, blah, blah. You know, we are the ones with, what, 11 national champions, uh, championships, and we will get back there. Um, and no, the, in, in my case here, I'm not getting overexcited about, you know, I'm excited about this class. I'm not getting overexcited about this class. I'm going to, now that we got this all out of the way and talked about this, I'm moving right on to what's going to happen in 2020. So for the next episode, I've already got it written. Um, uh, we're going to start ripping through the ACC teams first, and we'll start with the highest rated, uh, at least in terms of my preseason ranking. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to preseason rank the ACC by ranking them in, in order of the ACC, how I think they'll finish, and then popping them where I think they'll end up in the top 20 to start the season. We're going to start, though, with Duke. Uh, so the next episode that we're going to put out here for next week uh you cuse fans aren't going to like it it's called duke built to demolish the lacrosse landscape in 2021 so that will be next week's episode and i'm back sorry we had a little hiatus there and it was just nothing to talk about uh so i decided to not hop on here and do it for a little while but now hey we're getting the season back in i see my buddy tanner's been ripping through and doing uh, uh team profiles uh, and write-ups for every you know he's working on getting through every single team in division one so i will follow suit we're going to start with previewing the acc one team at a time and then we'll do a whole ranking episode where we'll rank all the teams in the acc pop them where we think they should be in the top 20 and we'll go from there so to everyone uh, as always be sure to like subscribe hit the notification bell um and share the video and all that good stuff. If you want to listen to just the audio version, you can get it anywhere where that we where podcasts are listened to. We'll actually work to make sure we're on Amazon now that they have podcasts. Um, so you can go anywhere where you listen to podcasts, but the home of the podcast is anchor.fm forward slash lax factor. And as always, you can get swag, hats, t-shirts, whatever, uh, by going to laxfactor.com. As always, thank you for listening. And I promise we will be back next week with the Duke built to demolish the lacrosse landscape episode next week. Thank you. And Hoost is out.